it has been a long time since excitement has been around Boston College men's basketball team. On today's show, I'm going to give you three major reasons why you will be getting back to Conti Forum and also be incredibly excited about the future of Boston College basketball. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening, and thank you all who have made Locked On BC your first listen every morning. Now, BC men's basketball, they're ready to take over the heights because men's football, obviously football, has been struggling. They're 2-4. and They're ready to face off against Wake Forest in in a game that it's not looking good, and we talked about that on yesterday's show. Basketball, they're kicking off their season with a tip-off, excuse me, on November 7th against Cornell. And for the first time in dec- over a decade at least, there is a palpable buzz around this men's basketball team. And why is that? You know, BC men's ho- basketball finished 13-20 and 20 last year. There shouldn't really be that much excitement about this team, but there is. And there's a few reasons why. Remember how the season ended for Earl Grant, the first year head coach, the coach that many folks were not happy was taking over Boston College, ended the year with two wins in the ACC tournament that no one expected to happen. And he was competitive in ACC play with six wins again, when a season where many thought BC's not winning any ACC games. So lots of folks like, you know, national analysts saying things like that. They do that, and then they get to the third round of the ACC tournament and almost knock off Miami. So you get that 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 momentum, what you really want for a program. You're heading into 2022, 2023, and BC, they are getting ready for their new season with almost all of their returning players, five of their top seven players are returning. The only players that they lost were James Carnick and Brevin Galloway, who transferred to Clemson at the end of the season. So BC, I mean, this is a year. Like if you've been dying and, and you know, I go back to my times at Boston college, I was there in the Sean Marshall, Al Skinner years. I'm going to go on my back in the old days type of mode here, but this is where I'm at. That stadium was rocking. It was sold out for almost every game. The student section was packed. This year, you're hoping to see that return because BC is projected on many different preseason rankings as eighth or ninth in the conference. That's crazy because for 10 straight years, going back not just to Jim Christian, but to Steve Donahue, the years before that, they were projected to be you know, last dead last second to last in the conference. Now there is some buzz. And, and so what is it about this team that gets you excited about the future of BC basketball and, and and really looking forward to this upcoming season. And it all starts at top. It starts with the man. It starts with Earl Grant because 
you know, every when you ask, you go back to old fuddies, even guys like myself, and you say, what do you wish BC basketball returned to? Almost universally, folks are going to say, I want the, I want to go back to the old days of Al Skinner. I want to go back to those days where BC was a tough out against everybody. And you look at the culture, you look at what Earl Grant is creating, and you're getting just that. They have, you know, their their defense is good. It's getting better. You know, every, there were folks last year when, when Grant took over and he started that gritty, not pretty philosophy, and they're like, oh, that's stupid. You know, this, that's, you know, I heard a lot of folks saying that, but it works. The gritty, not pretty philosophy is very much in the line with what Al Skinner did. Al Skinner's team were not the gorgeous, like, you know, free flowing offensive juggernauts that you see in some of these blue house, blue collar powerhouses. It's exactly what Earl Grant's doing. It's, it's, it's instilling a defense that, that is diving for loose balls. That is, that's crashing the boards that is playing above and beyond the talent in the program. And that is where he's put this program. That's the guys that he is recruiting here. That's the guys that Earl Grant has has created and and brought to the to, to Boston College, and that's why when you see a former Jim Christian recruit like Gianni Thompson, who's a four star recruit, leave to go to UMass, you say, you know what, it's fine because he didn't fit the model of what you were looking for at BC. You get guys like Jaden Zachary who was a junior college guy who I write for two, four, seven sports. I have my own site, Eagle insider. And you know, it's an, it's part of a national network. There is, I, I was going to write an article on BC sports. There is still not a page dedicated to Jaden Zachary. Like every player, at, you know, that's gone through any sort of recruitment. will have a page guys like Devin McLaughlin and Quinton post. They all have their own page. Jaden Zachary doesn't. Jaden Zachary could be the star of this team this year. That's the kind of guy that Earl Grant is going for. A guy who doesn't have his own recruiting page, but goes out there and busts his butt every game. And that's why they win. That's why they go out there and they beat Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. That's why they go out there and they win six ACC games when no one projected them to win anything. And that mentality starts at the top. And, to see it trickle down, to see it get into every single player, and you can see it. You can see them wanting to be there. That is a big difference maker for a program like Boston College. And as I've said in, in, in episodes past, when you have a coach like Earl Grant, you're starting to see success. You have the practice facility that's going to be coming up in February and March that BC desperately needed. BC is oh, is a giant that's about to wake. And I don't want to call them a giant because Duke is a giant. But you know what I mean? They're a program that's, that's ready to bust out. And in a moment, there's four other main pl- uh, players that should get you really excited about the future of BC pro- basketball. I'm going to give you why in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really 
hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and boom! You're going to get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, they're they're minorly here, folks. You're going to earn three times more cash back with Upside. I'll win right there. In Upside, users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they are have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more on Upside. All right, AJ Black here. Thank you for listening. And if you have not done so already, make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube. And if you're not on YouTube, just go to YouTube, go in that search bar, hit Locked On Boston College. Boom. You're going to see our little logo. Hit subscribe. It makes a huge difference. If you're listening to us on YouTube, hit the like button right now. Those little likes push us up the little algorithm that YouTube has. It makes a huge difference in how people find us. So thank you all who have done that for us. All right. <clears throat> I had promised you a big basketball effort episode, but I also want to pro- uh, apologize. I had said that we're going to have Cam Lemons on from uh, 247's Wake Forest channel. We had a little bit of a mishap on dates. He's going to be on tomorrow's show, so make sure to check that out. But we're, we're talking all basketball today, folks, uh, because there is so much excitement about BC basketball. And I, it, it's, it's contagious. And I think it's really exciting that BC basketball is finally getting the recognition and buzz that it really deserves because it can be such a difference maker on campus when they are actually playing well. The days of the Conti Morgue, the days of, you know, 13 BC superfans showing up to the games should be over this year. And it should not continue for years because Earl Grant in his first year did what many first year head coaches have to do, which is hit a home run on the recruiting trail in their first year. BC men's basketball brought in four new recruits heading into this upcoming season. And these four recruits... I think are going to be huge difference makers, not just this year, but they're going to set the stage for a big awakening for BC basketball. Now there are two four stars coming in. Now I know a lot of you folks out there are big into recruiting and and anytime you hear the word four star, you get that little tingling in the back of your neck. Well, you're going to get your tingling in the back of your neck today. When you hear about these two, uh, you, first of all, you're starting with the royalty. You're starting with Prince Aligby a forward from Minnehaha, Minnesota, one of the fav- my favorite names of a city in the United States. Um, Minnehaha has one of the best college basketball teams in the country. They've got guys that play in some of the major blue blood programs across the country. And Prince Oligby this year was one of the stars on that team. He's a four-star. He's a forward. And he, what he's going to do this year, when you think about Prince Oligby, is He's going to fill that, I I believe. He probably could fill that role that uh, James Karnick left. He's not a big, in the in the sense, you're not going to have two towers like you had with Karnick and Quinton Post last year. But he could play the four for you. And everyone, 
John Rothstein, who many of you know as that weird dead-eyed face that you see on Twitter. Jeff Goodman, the Boston College troll who works for, was it, the stadium? Or I forget where both of those guys work. But they're big. I mean, when you're talking national f- basketball writers, both of these guys are the guys. Every Both of these guys brought up Prince of Ligby. Rothstein said he's going to be a starter. John um, Goodman on on Twitter yesterday was really praising the play of Oligby. He is going to be a star right off the bat. And I think he is a name like when you're looking, I think one big issue with BC basketball is their offense. They were like, what I think 334th in the country in offensive scoring last year. If you want to be a tournament team, you got to get that up. Bringing a guy like a Ligby is going to be a major step in that right direction because he can shoot. He can facilitate. He can shoot. He is aggressive on offense. Perfect. You you add that in in that spot. And that's a big upgrade from Bickerstaff. DJ Bickerstaff is the other forward that they have who's been around for a couple years now. He Good rebounder, but not an offensive mind. A Ligby is a little bit different there. I think that will make a big difference because then you go with a five and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, you get your five there, and you get a little bit more juice there. The other offensive players you're going to see is DJ Hand, a four-star guard from Virginia. Now, you'll see him as Donald Hand, but every every coach you've talked to now refers to him as DJ. Another big-time scorer. I, it'll be interesting to see how BC uses DJ this year because again, he's a guy you you read about his scoring his uh his games last year was like averaging 35 points a game, you know, 35 points, 34 points, a big time scorer, right? And and at a guard position, that's perfect. But when you have guards like Damaro Langford, uh Jaden uh, Zachary, and Makai Ashton Langford, you may not get the 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 playing time to get him out there, but he's going to get out there. He, you know, it will get into a minute why that's going to be important, but he's going to, he'll be getting off the bench. And I think that's important as well. And then the other two, Chaz Kelly, when you look at Earl Grant, we talked about in that first segment, what do you need? You need defensive minded players. What is Chaz Kelly? He's a defensive minded combo guard. So you get two scorers in a Bay and Donald hand and DJ hand. You've got a defensive-minded guard. Perfect. Another guy that can come off the bench and can guard and can do what Earl Grant wants them to do. You round it off with Armani Mighty, who has one of the best names in BC basketball recent history, who's a seven-foot center out of Canada who, again, like just like these other guys, a little under-recruited, but by the end of the summer, they're like, whoa, who is this kid? You're hearing from all the recruiting services, like, yeah, he's, he's, really, uh, he's really progressing. Don't don't get your hopes super high on Mighty yet. He is raw. He's very, very raw. And he his I'm guessing his offensive skills are gonna come a little bit later, but I think he might be someone you can get some defense out of. Um, I I think of him more as a, a foul sponge, basically, to start the season. But you got four guys, four guys that can probably play right away, and that gives you a bench. When is the last time BC men's basketball has had a bench? You probably have to go back to, what was it 2017, 18, when BC made the NIT. And even that team was real, I think, kind of top heavy with Kai Bowman and Jerome Robinson. But they really, you, this, this year, you, you've got some, you've got some balance. You've got some depth here and a bench. 
you got guys that if if Jaden Zachary needs to take a day off, you can plug in DJ Hand. You've got some guys in that in that core that's going to grow and give you the the team that's going to develop this year and in the future, and that's exciting. When you look at guys that the national analysts are really excited about that are 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 potential players day one. That's not great. Just great for this year. That's great for 2023, 2024. You got something there and that should get you excited, but it's not just the future that should get you excited about BC men's basketball. It's the present. And I'm going to get into some of the guys that are still on this team. that got me pumped. And I think they're going to get you excited for the upcoming season. Now our partners at Nissan are, worked with us to create a new segment across the locked on college network titled thrilling moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the Boston college games or throughout the history of our alma mater. This weekend's thrilling, this week's thrilling moment from Boston college is just the play of wide receiver Zay flowers. Now Boston college has not been a school that has been known to have excellent play from their wide receivers and Zay flowers, this five eleven wideout from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, that no one had heard about comes to BC and quietly starts a career that has progressed into one of the most iconic seasons for BC wide receivers. He's fast. He can catch. He's got swagger. And to top it all off, he chose to stay at Boston college over signing an NIL deal at an sec school. Now that is what BC football is all about. This thrilling weekend, um, this this weekend's week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs brought behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower diet drivers in Nissan's vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. Now, when you think of Nissan, make sure to check out their new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in all their all new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. Available now at nissanusa.com. All right, locked on BC. And we are getting into this is one of my this episode I I pushed off a little bit and I apologize. It's just, you know, with football going it in in basketball still a couple of weeks away. Wanted to take my time with it, but this is the time to get into BC basketball. Now, heading into this season, BC only lost a couple of players and I don't think of any of them as major losses. Jane Car- James Carnick he was a solid player last year. I don't want to discredit what he did as a center for the Eagles, but they also lost Brevin Galloway to Clemson. Not a big loss. Um, uh, Kanye Jones guard who really never played. He had, he transferred to Buffalo James Vanderbon. We always want to call James Vanderbeek. He's at Lafayette. I mean, they lost some players, but when you look at the team itself, the core is still there. And they developed and learned how to play within themselves by the end of last year. You saw at the end of that tournament, a team that trusted each other, that really got to get, you know, gelled and, and became very good. I mean, they 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 were within what one play of getting to the fourth round of the ACC tournament and doing things that no one expected them to do. And why do they do that? Because they had guys like Jaden Zachary, as you see on your screen right now, who shot 47% from three-point range. When you look at the rest of the team, you, you, you needed a guy like this. And he was money whenever they needed that big shot. You had Quinton Post, 
who I think is becoming one of the one of a, a big fan favorite for BC players because this is a seven foot tall uh, center with with a lot of spunk to him. I mean, he's a guy who I, I feel like is is always getting in other players' faces, but can shoot inside, can shoot outside, gives you a threat inside, um, and, and a real vocal leader on that team. Love the way he plays. He's back. You have Makai Ashton Langford, who is on year four, I think, with BC. BC, it seems like he's been around forever. Uh, he averaged 12 points a game. And the best part about Makai is even though he's been around for a while, many folks, when you see a guy that plays for, you know, three or four years, you're like, ah, he's kind of topped off. You know what you're going to get from him. Last year, Makai Ashton Langford took his game to another level. I thought of him as from years past as like a, a decent guard with good energy, but that could sometimes play out of control and, and lose, lose, handle on what he's doing last year when he got things going he played he was a facilitator he was aggressive but he didn't have that that edge that just made him like more of a detriment than an an asset for the team and i love to see that out of him and then the x factor for bc which has to be his brother damar langford who was absolutely uh, pivotal in those ACC tournament games where he averaged over 12 points a game in those three games. DeMar Langford is, is got the athleticism that I don't think anyone else on that offense has. Um, he is big. He's six, five and they play, play him as a point guard a lot, uh, which get, makes a huge matchup issue for a lot of programs. Uh, and I think he is a guy who's, you know, continuing to grow and, and we'll have to wait to see when at the end of the day, when you look at this team, when you look at what BC men's basketball can do this year, you look at the ceiling and there is absolutely no reason if this team plays at the level that they could possibly play at, this team could not be, this team could be in the talk for an NCAA tournament bid when it gets to March and April. I think that's absolutely possible. They have depth. They have score. They're improving on scoring. Their defense is legit. They have a manageable out-of-conference schedule, which I think only has, in terms of um, you know teams that I think should favor be favored over BC, Villanova, I think that's the only one. BC, if they can go out there and play decently in the ACC, could be a team that could be in the ACC tournament. And what a, what a push of momentum that would be for a program that has been dead for so long. That when you you will not see the stands being, you know, with one fan that, you know, UConn fans are showing that picture of over and over again. You're going to see a, a group of players that have brought respect back to the heights, that have brought some level of swag back to Chestnut Hill, and that they're going to play to that level that should get them some momentum heading into the future. And we're only a couple of weeks away, folks, and I am excited, and I'm sure you are too. Thank you all for listening. If you have not done so already, please make sure to subscribe where on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that like button right now. Just do it. And if you're on a, a podcast, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment um, on YouTube if you're listening. This is AJ Black. Again, we'll be back with Kim Lemons of 247's Wake Forest tomorrow to talk about the Wake Forest game. Anything else that breaks, we'll be there to talk about it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Take care.